Hello, humans. So, it is my weekly podcast. Thursdays just don't seem to be the day for me to be able to get this shit done, but alas, you're listening, you're here, you're present, you want to hear what I have to say. So, as I'm sitting here and I was pondering to myself, what kind of podcast could I make? What do the people want from me? And I was just pondering myself, and then I got really horny. And then I was thinking about all things orgasmic. And I, today, want to talk about orgasms. Because they're not talked enough about. And I think that there is a lot of subjects about orgasms that are are different. And a lot of people don't really think of orgasms the same way I do. And everybody's a little bit different, but... This is a special podcast for those who want to know more and have a more open mindset about orgasms. There is never a time in your life when you're sitting there and you're about to masturbate that you look at porn and you look at the same porn every single day. Fuck that. Nobody fucking does that. Nobody fucking does that. You know what you do? You look for raunchier and raunchier porn. It just keeps getting worse. (laughs) And you start to get to that point where you're like, almost feel guilty about what you just jerked off to. (laughs) And then, and then, and only then, do you go back to the more vanilla side of things. And it's all about waves and peaks and ebbs and flows when it comes to orgasms. It is no different when you're fucking your partner. When you're fucking your partner, there's things that work and there's things that don't. There's times you escalate and there's times you don't. And I think some relationships, you know, sometimes people get in the the same fluid habit. You know, they, they do the thing that works and gets them off. But there's also the people, people like me, where I do know what works for me. But the only thing that really keeps me on my toes is my fiancé. He is never predictable. Sure, there's certain positions that we like and we stick to, but we're never fucking in the exact same way. We never have a certain expectation. I never know what move he's going to do next. And that's a part that I really fucking love about our sex life. I love that... (laughs) I'll never forget the first time I fucked. I fucked Aaron. He actually used the bed to fucking fuck me. Like, he was on top of me and he kind of put his hands, his fists into the bed and just used his arm motion and the bed bounce to bring me and my pussy back up onto him. And it hit this spot that I'll never forget. (laughs) And every time he does it, it always throws me through a spin. And so I just want to to have a discussion about that I want to know what you guys do I have a lot of people who listen in and they do come and they send me messages and they reply and I love that 
I love having the opportunity to talk to you fuckers about my filthiness and I'm so happy that some of you like to tell me yours too because there is nothing hotter than knowing that some of you have jerked off to my voice on my podcast and that is hot as fuck. (laughs) Just so you know, I really love that. So one of the things I want to talk about today is orgasm equality. Orgasm equality is really a far-fetched thing because there is a difference between an expectation of how many times a woman should come and how many times a man should come. And it is directly related and intertwined with ego. So women are expected to come a minimum of three or more times. Every time you fuck. That is the expectation of men. And if you don't, your their ego is hurt. And if the man doesn't come for the woman at all, instead of the one time he's supposed to, um, then women get really hurt and think that there's something wrong with them. And there's one thing I've lear- learned within the last year or more. It's that... Some guys like to not come right away. Whether it's that tantric buildup of the orgasm that you'll find them release at another point in time, even another day. And there's also this, um, when people are new or fresh and they're getting to know each other, there's always that nervousness. And so you don't actually come for men or women for that matter. I know for me, when I'm fucking someone for the first time, I rarely, rarely come. And it's usually because I'm in my own fucking head and I'm thinking of everything else. Like, am I moaning enough? Am I making enough eye contact? Is he making the right sounds? Can I, can I do this better? And then even just adjusting to whoever's inside of me, like who, what their dick feels like inside of me, you know, like, I don't know, because every cock that I ride has a different point in a different position that is enjoyable for me. And there's a lot of pressure for people to do like 100 positions in 20 minutes or less, because that's what they do on the pornos. But that is... Actually, I find that that's more distracting and sometimes there are pros and cons. You know, there's some goods and bads to it both. But, you know, there's this, like if you're a consistent in a certain spot and things are feeling good and you're not, girls, let me tell you, if you're not in that right mind frame, just take a minute. Go slow. You don't have to huff and puff through this whole thing. Just ride that cock, go in circular motions, and just see what feels good and explore the cock that is inside of you. And guys, slow the fuck down. There's times to go fast and there's times to go slow. And when you're first with someone, trust me, there's nothing more sensual or sexier than a man that just fucking takes his time like sure like if you're starting to build up and you're going faster there's there's different speeds for different times but you have to remember you can't it's not as it's not like a turtle race where you're going super slow the whole time it's not like a hair race where you're going super fast and it's also not a gradual incline where you're going slow fast 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 and then you're coming 
there has to be a flow. And that is the, probably the sexiest thing because A, it distracts, you know, like so when you're kind of in the mode and you're doing your thing and it's not like you, you can almost guarantee like you can read a woman based on what you're doing. And if you're going slow and she's making some sounds and then you go fast and she makes different sounds and then you go f- slow again. And if you compare those two, then you are able to see what she really feels in that moment and see if she needs a building up to her orgasm and never expect anything. That is the sexiest thing in the fucking world. In non-monogamy, if I have learned anything, no expectations is, oh my God, the sexiest thing. For me, if there has to be some kind of allure, you know, there has to be some kind of, like, even if we're going to hang out and we know we're going to a place where we can fuck, I like to know that I still have control and it's still part of the game because the game of the chase and and it's not necessarily a game per se, but it's building of that chemistry, you know, it's building of that, that intensity between people and seeing how this flow goes and the allure to the unknown, you know, when you're first hooking up. So for orgasm equality, I think everybody should know and learn that not everybody's the same. Women are not a calculated thing. And I know, like for me, I know a lot of women who can squirt like crazy and I cannot. And I've tried and honestly, when people do try it on me, it kind of just hurts because I have different parts than other people. I'm not saying I got a dick here, okay? But I am saying that, you know, my G-spot is a lot closer to my mm, opening than normal. And I also like the softer touches in there rather than the grinding and pinching in the fucking boy some people do weird shit up in my vagina and i'm always like okay how do i take this a little bit slower and move a little less intensely so i also wanted to talk about the different types of orgasms we all have them i even have them when i masturbate you know like when i'm sitting here and i'm slowly building up and what I've done like about 20 minutes ago before I started this um you know the first one is always you know it's okay there's some there's some juices flowing there's some sexiness and I have a fairly decent orgasm but it's always my second one my second one blows my fucking mind And I always, like, you know, when you're masturbating at home, nobody makes noise. Not very often people, like, girls aren't, like, sitting there when they're masturbating being like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, fuck my dirty slut whore. I mean, some people are, but um, sometimes I am. But, you know, like, most of the time, you know, you're fairly quiet until you actually come. And I like, like, there's, I don't know, is anybody with me on the train that when you're told to be quiet and not make any noise... That, that is fucking hot. Like, it takes out the equation of me having to think about, am I moaning too loud? Am I moaning not enough? Um, does he need to know that this feels really good and I needed him to stay in this spot? Or, like, is he going to read my cues? And you know what I've learned? I've learned that you just have to fucking say it. You just have to say, don't stop that. Right there. Don't stop. 
I'm very, very, very sexual today. Very, an energy that kind of is like, like I'm like usually haha funny, love to talk about sex and being all open. But today I feel a fire in my soul. I feel, I feel a fire in my pussy that's like, nom nom. <laughs> yep, nom nom. That's the best answer I have for you. Anyways, so experiencing orgasms is a bit tricky. And I find that even guys, they have a lot of pressure to, you know, have this explosive load that goes everywhere and lasts for a whole 30 seconds of just exploding. And, you know, like, and like, even the, you know, the phenomenon of women, you know, doing a dirty blowjob, you know, where they're like sucking on your cock and choking on it and gagging on it and spitting all over and be all sloppy some guys don't like that some guys do you know some girls don't like the sloppy pussy eating some girls do i think the biggest key when it comes to orgasms is communication and it is actually not moaning your feelings about that about that situation you know that's i realized i did that and i'm working on using my words and exploring what it is like to use my words in those moments instead of focusing on moaning the only reason why I started moaning I remember when I was a little girl like so young and being sexual I never really moaned all that much you know like I was more quiet and aware and observing and watching and um that was before orgasm time but orgasm time in my life it changed around age oh i don't know 20 actually i've been having i have had sex since i was 13 years old and regularly <laughs> and by the time i had a real orgasm with a guy which is significant high numbers by the time i was 20 let me tell you i went through a phase got to try them all like fucking pokemon <laughs> And by the time I got to that, you know, like orgasmic stage at 20 years old, then I started having, you know, like I, I was getting my experiences from porn, like my knowledge base and how guys reacted to how I reacted. You know, I would be able to make a guy come faster if I was to moan more. And then, you know, I was realizing that I wasn't having sex for the right reasons of feeling good, you know, like I wasn't having, I was having sex to have a purpose of his orgasm. And so then now, like that I still have this ingrained, like when a guy doesn't come, that means that I didn't deserve that orgasm. I didn't work hard enough. And so then I can almost hyper try and it really affects my ego. But I'm learning now that sometimes that tantric buildup and that not having that release, and especially for women, let that shit build the fuck up. Don't just sit there and have the only goal in sex is to have an orgasm. Fuck that. Have the only goal to feel good, to enjoy what you're doing and basking and taking the time to appreciate. It's like it's like when you drink boons when you're 18 versus when you drink a fine wine when you're 30 or 40 or 50 or however you old or you are it's like that maturity like maturity level of enjoying what the fuck you have in front of you and if you're not enjoying it then fucking say i'm not enjoying this very much 
And it doesn't matter whose ego gets hurt because at the end of the day, my goal is to never have that goal of the orgasm for somebody else. My goal is to enjoy myself, to have a wicked orgasm or connection and chemistry with someone. And if they come, cool, that's great. If they don't, cool, that's great. I do have a cum fetish and there is a direct link between me and my fiance about cum. And if I actually don't get his cum in a while, I kind of wig out a little bit. And it's like my... It's like, I don't know, it's a different kind of connection between me and my fiance and me and random other people. But what I'm saying is enjoy what you have and just and just explore and if don't just do it because it's expected of you or it's a societal norm or you're scared you're going to hurt their feelings. Just be yourself and be raw and that's where you're going to find the most heightened pleasure instead of having habits of having a goal for a person to get off. Now, some people are givers, you know, that that is their goal. They focus on that fact and they are very they're very attentive lovers and they want to make sure that you have as many orgasms as you can have. But the best thing I can say to that person, if you're a giver, if you just focus on feeling good, you're going to naturally give. Because that energy is going to be reciprocated and you're going to feel that sexual energy between you and another person. And it's going to build up this tantric, you know, like potion of sexuality between you and this desire and intensity. And, you know, this doesn't have to be with like you could have sex like this, like the way I'm explaining these orgasms with literally anyone. If you have a non-monogamous relationship, you can have this type of intimacy with anyone but where it gets really intimate with your lover like with your partner with your fiance with whatever your wife husband there's always a difference and there's always something so comforting and so fulfilling like I don't know if it's just because my fiance has a bigger cock (laughs) and that's why I think it's fulfilling But, you know, it always feels different. Like, I could fuck other guys that are just as big, but it doesn't feel the same. The second that he even, per, like, approaches my my sweet spot entryway, like, I'm immediately, like, soothed. You know, like, it's a different energy that's connecting with me. And, um, you know, some people... The biggest thing is I actually find a lot of people have a hard time orgasming because they're not quite in the mood. You know, they don't get in the mood as fast as other people. And for those people, I suggest communicating that to your partner or whoever you're having sex with that it takes you a while to warm up. And if they don't have a problem with that, cool. If they do, that's a problem in itself in another way. But usually people are reciprocal to that they actually also like the build-up people like that build-up of that intensity of that orgasm of that you know chemistry building and um you know like finding what feels good and if something doesn't feel good don't just wiggle your way out of it you know like I know I know so many girls that you know I'm bullshitting with or whatever and they just say like oh yeah you just move your body to the left in order to get them to the right spot fuck that just tell them, you know, like, there's nothing hotter than when my fiance is like, 
literally controlling me to make sure I'm doing the thing he wants me to do you know to pleasure him because he's taking it from me and that's hot as fuck and it fuels me because I know I'm making him feel good and that's making me feel good you know and it's just this this amazing amazing thing so today was mostly about orgasms and and the intensity that comes with that and I just wanted to take a minute and have a talk about them you know what I'm I'm all about just for science lately please message me I have a contact me um, page on my why choose one website why choose one.com I also have you know my Instagram why choose one podcast you can dm me there and like we can have a chat whatever you can find me on my um gen why choose one um facebook page there's a million ways to contact me directly and you can talk to the real me and tell me your story and tell me what gets you off and tell me you know if you agree with me or if you don't agree with me or if there's something that i need to learn from other people who have more experience than me because let's admit that at the end of the day i'm 28 years fucking old you know like i'm not misexperienced here i mean i have slept with a significant amount of people but just because volume doesn't mean like quantity isn't the same as quality we all know that and i'm just i feel like i'm just starting to get to the age now where sex is becoming different than it was when i was younger and and i'm ready you know i'm super ready for this explorative um road that i'm on when it comes to sex and orgasms and it's a never ending growth thing you know there's always something to learn so hit me up I also want to do my quick little ads. Let me tell you motherfuckers. So, I have a new sponsor. Another one. And it is Club IT. Club IT is located in Edmonton. um, Edmonton, Alberta. And it is this fucking rad uh, swingers club. It is the kind of club where you go in and you already feel the energy, you know, like you already know, like there is kinky ass shit that's going on in there. Not kinky like BDSM, like there's like, there's sexy things happening in this club. (laughs) And so you go in, you know, it's, it's wonderful. And even as an incentive, I have a deal for you guys. For those who are first time comers to Club IT. All you have to do is tell them that you were referred by my podcast when you go in there and you will get a discount. And that is wonderful. Um, Actually, such a discount that it's free for your entry. (laughs) If you've never experienced a swingers club, there is no expectations. You don't have to go in there and be like, all right, we're swapping tonight. That's usually not how it goes. And for those of you who have been listening to my podcast, who haven't really pushed the edge about getting out there and you're just exploring or listening, take the time, go to IT, get in for free on me and I'll hook you up. (laughs) And it is, it is great. I love Club IT. It's the only place that I go when I do go out and it is, it is a blast. 
So once you go inside, there's, you know, tables, they they usually have some kind of candy dishes, which you all know and have heard that my fiance values the candy dishes (laughs) and the assortments based on where we go. Um, But (laughs) Club AT has a dance floor, you know, it's a normal DJ bar kind of thing. And, you know, pool table, you know, there's all the normal bar stuff. It's just things get a little bit more funner upstairs. And, you know, people aren't all there, like, swooning on you, touching what isn't theirs. That's not how the shit goes. Downstairs is, like, a normal club without the young douchebags fighting everybody. There's no super, it's like, occasionally there's a super drunk person, but they are very good at being dil- diligent on not having a bunch of drunk douchebags on there, in there. And, you know, there's the play area upstairs. They have sex swings. They have everything. Just go check it out. If it's your first time, let them know, and you can get in for free on me. Um, anyways, so that's my little plug about Club IT, and I also have the usual pave your way to my vagina. So as you all know, Jason, I feel like most of you will probably get to know him a little bit more now like I feel like half of you could probably stalker call him now which is great I love that option (laughs) he does construction for you know roads or like he does paving and concrete he'll do your driveway he'll do your walls he'll build you a fucking house from scratch you know he is the developer he is the guy you want to go to if you even go to his website you can see some of the shit that he's done and holy fuck he's so good um very talented very professional and very efficient man and if you uh yeah you talk to him and say you heard from me then you never know what might happen anyways jason's phone number is 587-982-3376 and his oh Company name is Next Step Construction without the T in next. And you can also find his website on my um, on my website under the resources tab. If you just go to why choose one, go to resources, and then you'll find his uh, website, Next Step Construction, and you can contact him through the phone number or just from the website. Let me know, and I'm sure you'll get something of because I am awesome and I can hook you up. Anyways... Love y'all. Happy that you guys tuned in again today. You never know what's happening. So next week, I should be doing a podcast with a BDSM friend. And it should be should be wonderful. We'll have some really good discussions about BDSM, the community. And um, yeah, stay tuned, fuckers. Bye.